0: Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord.
1: Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Benjamin Davis Sweat was born November 7, 1914, in Worth County, Georgia. His father, Professor Solomon Sweat, was a music teacher, and he taught Ben and his nephews, James and Gerald Wetherington, to sing and play several musical instruments. Benjamin Sweat enlisted in the U.S. Navy in 1942 and served aboard the aircraft carrier the USS Cowpens up until 1944. After the war, Ben Sweat sang with a group of gospel singers called the Melody Masters Quartet, founded by his nephew, James Big Chief Wetherington. Ben married, and he and his wife became missionaries. He went on to record several solo albums, and the money made from Ben's album supported his missionary work. One of his albums, God's Man, is backed by the famous Statesman Quartet that includes the famous bass singer James Big Chief Weatherington, Ben Sweat's nephew. But before his music career and missionary work, Ben tells the story of a man, sick, dirty, down and out, lying on the floor in the back of an old tire shop. And as he was laying there, he was visited by a rich Jew. That rich Jew saved him, cleaned him up, and the man went to work for that rich Jew. Here is one of Ben Sweat's songs ministered by the Water of Life Quartet. The song, I've Been to Calvary. I believe that is where that rich Jew took the man in the tire shop. Let him take you there too.
0: I've never traveled a farm around the world But I have taken the journey of journeys for me Up Calvary's mountain, there my Savior to see I've been to Calvary I can say I've seen the Lord I've been to Calvary through the witness of his word, each day at Calvary, what a thrill of love divine, just to know that the same praise the Lord. I'm glad I've been to Calvary. I've been to Calvary. I can say I've seen the Lord Know that the Savior is mine. I've been to Calvary. I can say I've seen the Lord. I've been to Calvary. To the witness of His word each day. I think just to feel just to know that the Savior is, the is mine.
1: I'd like to start this program with Romans 1:16 again. And this is Paul speaking. he says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. And for these past weeks, we've been discussing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what is the gospel? The definition is found in 2 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4, that Jesus died according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again according to the scriptures. That is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Paul states here, He is not ashamed of the gospel. He is not afraid or timid to trust in it. Why? Second phrase. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God. It is where God does the miracles. It is where God does the healings. It is where God's power manifests unto salvation. And what is salvation? It is not just a one time being born again. Salvation, if you look at that word, means everything that you need. If you need healing, salvation is healing. If you need money, getting money is salvation. If you need deliverance, then deliverance is salvation. Salvation is anything you need. And where does that salvation come from or where does it come to? Salvation comes to everyone that believeth. And that word believeth means to trust in, to adhere to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to look at an aspect of the gospel today. We're going to find it in 2 Corinthians 8, 9. And here it states, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Now we know that the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is an exchange between us and Jesus. Jesus took our sins so that we could be forgiven. That's an exchange. Jesus took all our sicknesses, our diseases, our weaknesses, took them on his own self on the cross so that we might be healed and be delivered. That's an exchange. one of the other exchanges too is written right here that Jesus became poor that through his poverty we might be rich and that exchange happened on the cross if you will look when Jesus died the soldiers took all of Jesus goods they took his garments they took his coat and they at the foot of his cross threw lots for them now the cross is where Jesus became poor. Let's look at another verse Isaiah 53 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Who? Jesus. Right here in Isaiah 53 it discusses Jesus being wounded for our transgressions. That exchange. Our transgressions were put on Jesus body and the exchange was ours was forgiven. The next phrase he was bruised for our iniquities. And then the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Let's take a look at that phrase a little closer. Chastisement in Strong's means our discipline, our chastening, our correction. Jesus took on his body the chastisement for us, the discipline, the chastening, the correction for us. And it says the chastising of our peace, our peace. The correction to accomplish our peace. And you know what's an interesting word? Let's take a look at the word peace in Strongs. Do you know that in Strongs, that word means completeness? It means welfare. It means prosperity. Do you know that Jesus took on the chastisement for our prosperity, for our completeness, for our welfare? He not only forgave us on the cross. He not only healed us on the cross. He not only delivered us from all the effects of the devil on the cross. But now here we see that he provided for our welfare, our prosperity on the cross. Now you may say that Jesus was poor the whole time he was on earth. Have you ever really looked at the word of God? I would like you to consider Matthew 9 verse 28 and this is Jesus and when he was come into the house. Well whose house? Do you think that maybe Jesus owned a house? Let's take a look at Matthew 17 25 and he saith, yes and when he was come into the house Jesus prevented him saying what thinkest thou Simon? There's another reference to a house. Let's take a look at Mark 2, 1. And again, he entered into Capernaum after many days and it was noised that he was in the house. Could it be that Jesus owned a home in Capernaum? And who fed all his disciples that walked with Jesus? Where did the supplies for them come from? Not only Jesus went to the different cities to minister to the people, but at least 12 apostles went with him. And if you read in Acts, and when they were trying to decide who would take Judas' place, they, they talked about the disciples that were with Jesus from the time he began his ministry. We need to consider the Word of God and not what we were taught in Sunday school, or in movies, or in books, other than the Word of God. We need to just consider the word of God. Now let's go back and look at this. I'm going back to 2nd Corinthians 8 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich. Yet for your sakes he became poor. On the cross Jesus had nothing. He didn't even have clothes. He had no possessions. They took everything from him. Why? That you, through his poverty, might be rich. You know, I had a struggle with this verse when I first, God first started revealing it to me. And the, what I had to struggle with was the word might. I have an elementary education degree. I was also a grammar teacher for several years. And that word might bothered me. Because, you know, you might be rich and you might not. So I went and looked that word up in Strong's. And do you know what? That word isn't even in there. Might is what the translators put in for the verb to be. If you remember your English teacher telling you to conjugate your verbs, it was I am, he is, you are, we are, you are, and they are. Well, right here, that word is to be through his poverty, you to be rich. The exchange on the cross was your poverty and his riches. So he took your poverty that you through him, through the gospel might be rich. And if you remember last week I gave you an example of that. I shared how God first had me start believing for God to supply the money to pay my bills and I have another testimony that's close to that same situation and it happened in 1990 and the reason I remember because it happened right around the Gulf War. I came into a situation where I needed some extra money to pay some bills. I cannot remember what it was now but I remember that it was more than I was usually making I needed some more money and I began to pray and believe God for the situation to come about that I would receive more hours of my job so that I could be paid more so I could get my bills paid and I remember in 1990 America was getting ready to go to war in Iraq it was the Gulf War And I remember the grocery chain, in an attempt to support the troops, decided to change all the signs in the store to a camouflage background. And I think the motto on the the bottom of the signs was, Our War on Prices. And they decided that they were going to change every sign in the store with that new camouflage sign on the background. Do you know that was my job? And just as I had been praying and believing God for an opportunity for more hours to work, there the opportunity came up. I remember I went in and I worked. I believe I worked all day and almost all night replacing every sign in that store because every sign needed to be replaced. And I remember that gave me so many more hours than I would have received because I was trusting God, believing God. The gospel that Jesus, through his poverty, became poor that I might be rich. Do you know I got them all replaced? And I went home and I rested. I remember I slept, I think, almost the whole day the next day. And it wasn't even two days after that, I got a phone call from one of our store managers. He told me that there was an outcry from customers over the camouflage signs that saying that, that the store was comparing grocery store prices with the loss of life on our soldiers in the war. And the grocery store recanted. And they decided to destroy all the war signs that I had just done and replace them with the original signs. Now that was all well and good, but we had destroyed all the original signs. Do you know I had to go back in and spend all those hours replacing all those camouflage signs with the original sign and I believe I did the same thing again worked almost all day and well well into the night I received and was blessed with all those hours and I received the money that I needed plus 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 more God blessed me because I was believing the gospel Do you know that gospel is for you? Do you know that if you need a job, that gospel is for you and that job is supplied through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? That job that you need will be supplied to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you bring it about through the gospel? You believe that when Jesus died, he became poor For you that you might be rich and you cannot be rich without a job trust God that through that gospel he supplied you a job and that job will manifest in front of you I'm going to finish this program with two great songs the first Jesus Messiah ministered here by the my girls there is a line in this song that always ministers to me and the line is, the ransom from heaven. And it is talking about Jesus. And you will find that line written in none other than the book of Job, chapter 33. I'm going to read from verse 19. He is chastened also with pain upon his bed, and the multitude of his bones with strong pain, so that his life abhoreth bread, and his soul dainty meat. His flesh is consumed away that it cannot be seen, and his bones that were not seen stick out. Yea, his soul draweth near unto the grave, and his life to the destroyers. If there be a messenger with her, an interpreter, an angel, one among a thousand, to show unto man his uprightness, then is he gracious unto him, and saith, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Jesus is our ransom. And you will find that in the verse that everybody knows, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And how do we believe on him? In Romans 10, beginning in verse 8, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And the song that's following that is Only the Redeemed, done here by Terry Mott and the Water of Life Boys.
0: It's changed in the twinkling on an Out. And God's trumpet.
1: For joining me and the musicians from Water of Life Church. I would love to hear from you. You may reach me by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E at Kathy W O L dot com, or you may write me at Kathy Davidson Care of Water of Life Church PO Box 861327 Plano Texas 75086. You may find me on the internet at dot com and on Facebook and Twitter.